Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions. And the number to dial is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. You can also text me at 720-336-0897. And it's going to take me a little bit longer today to figure out how to do this show without my computer. Uh, so be patient with me um, as I go back and forth in my iPad on uh, checking the... Checking the um, text messages and kind of navigating through, but it's good to be encouraged. Uh, learning having to adjust. Sometimes we just got to adjust and take care of things. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 and 720 Seven. My name is Ed Taylor. We had a great time. Welcome everyone that was with us last night for our midweek Bible study. We were we were in the book of Daniel and we finished up with this perspective of the difference between God's view of the governments of man and man's view of the governments of man. And if that's something that you're into, it's less a political message and more a biblical message in relation to the necessity of the necessity of knowing the um, reality of God's perspective of man and how the kingdoms of man uh, are temporary and weak at best temporary and weak at best but man team seems to put a lot of trust and hope in the governments of man we need to be very careful when we set our priorities as believers, especially in our lives, because as Pastor Chuck used to teach us, uh, and he knows well now because he's in the presence of the Lord, only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Jesus Christ will last. And so we want to use our lives for the glory of God. 303-690-3000 is the number Give us a call, 303-690-3000, or text me at 720-336-0897. We use both of those to fill the airwaves on the show. I want to welcome everyone listening on Hope FM and Truth FM radio networks um, uh, on the East Coast. I want to welcome everyone listening on a low-power FM station originating from a church in your community. And of course, I want to welcome everyone here on the Grace FM radio network that covers 
parts of Wyoming and Nebraska, up and down the what's called the Front Range here on the eastern side of the Rocky Mountains from Cheyenne, Wyoming, south into Colorado Springs. Up here in the metro area, you listen on 89.7. And down in Colorado Springs, the dial is 101.7. And those two stations cover uh, a quite a bit of population here in Colorado and we're very 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 blessed uh, to provide that to you uh, these radio stations that you're listening to Calvary live on are um, church owned and that's super important church owned and what that means is is that a corporation doesn't keep these radio stations on the air but rather a couple of ways the churches are able to keep their radio stations on the air. Number one, the church supports the radio station out of their outreach or missions budget. And so the church body, that local congregation, uh, provides financial support to keep the stations on the air. That combined with your support, and you know I've been asking for quite some time now, and I'll continue to ask, that you would support your local Christian radio, especially stations like this that provide Bible teaching. Uh, you know, it's vital that true verse-by-verse Bible teaching stay on the air. Uh, and the way that we stay on the air is through giving. So if you're listening on Grace FM, would you please go to gracefm.com? and give in support of this radio station. Maybe you could even sign up for a recurring gift. And if you're listening to this program on another station, then please support the station you hear it on uh, so that you can make a commitment to support local Christian radio. It's so vital and so important. 303-690-3000. 690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your question. We're going to go right to the phone lines. Let's see here. Again, be patient with me. We're going to go up to Boulder, Colorado. Dave is waiting on line one. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, blessings. I love your sermons online. I listen to them all the time. Right on. What's up, Dave? Uh, you know, in biblical prophecy, the book of Daniel and the book of Revelations go together. And uh, What is your understanding of the abomination of desolation? Does it have multi-meanings, or what in Matthew where it talks about it, or do, what's your knowledge of the abomination of desolation? Well, the abomination of desolation actually has two fulfillments. One of them occurred in A.D. 70 when, when Atticus Epiphanes went into the temple before it was destroyed and sacrificed a pig. Uh, and then secondly, it's also prophetically predicted that in the rebuilt temple during the Great Tribulation period that the Antichrist will desecrate the uh, temple uh, and desecrate and turn his back upon 
the agreement that he made with the Jewish people, and he will he will also have the there will also be the ultimate abomination of desolation because the one in a d seventy was just a picture and of type of the real one to come, but that passage of scripture is actually fulfilled uh in the end of really probably around the midway through the great tribulation period five where it talks about the beatitudes and what we go through calling living the beatitudes or something and then uh would it be somebody's state i mean would it be something that happens to somebody somebody like they're left desolate or not you know, the beginning of your question, I didn't hear you, uh, so can you repeat the beginning of the question? Oh, yeah. What, what could it be so, the abomination of desolation, could it be somebody's no. state of being? No. Oh, no, it okay, refers yeah. to an event no, in the temple. All right. Well, thank you very much, and oh, you're, you're welcome, an Dave. inspiration. Be blessed up in Boulder, my friend. Yeah, it's nice up here. Come up here sometime and enjoy the mountains. It's nice. Yeah, thank you, man. See you later. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls uh, and your questions. Uh, encouraged in uh, the the love of the Lord, knowing that He's with us, ministering to us. Um, that even though we are talking on the uh, radio today using phone and technology, uh, the Holy Spirit is with us, uh, ministering to us, and that's encouraging to me. You know, that's a it's an encouraging thing as we consider what the Lord is wanting to do and how He is wanting to uh, use this show to encourage us and strengthen us. So, give me a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions, knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to connect us. And so let's move on to Berthed in line number two. Berthed, I think it's Doug. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, so my question was... Uh, this and it's just regarding prayer and sometimes I get a little um, caught up in my head and and try to you know pray often and multiple times a day and obviously it's usually to to God and all my prayer requests and then it will end in and I ask these things in Jesus name and then I will find myself praying to Jesus and and I ask these things to Jesus in your name and it just kind of hit me I was thinking I don't often just pray direct to the Holy Spirit Spirit, I feel like I'm praying to God, praying to Jesus, but not the Holy Spirit. Obviously, you know they're three in one. And I just wondered if there's anywhere in Scripture any insight on that as as far as prayer goes. That you know, I'll catch myself as I leave. Holy Spirit, guide me today. You know, that will be my prayer. Yes, but it's never fervent, long prayers like it is to God and to Jesus. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And as we try to in our in our finite minds have a concept of who God is, and as he's revealed himself as the triune God, it does bring up questions like this, and the question makes perfect sense. So let's consider for a moment that all of our prayers are addressed to the triune God. 
that that is who we're praying to. We may identify a person within the within the triune God, but all of our prayers are literally to the triune God. And so as you choose to address a particular person, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, in reality, you're praying to God. He, there aren't three gods. There's not three, um, there aren't three entities, if you will, separate um, that are not connected that you're praying to. And there's a familiar formula that I've taught over the years uh, that when we pray, we pray to the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And regardless of the words that we use, regardless of who we address or how we address, there seems to be an indication of the... F- Jesus, remember, instructed us, he said, pray this way, and he, he instructed us to pray to the Father. That was, that was the general direction. That's who he prayed to. Um, and in, in, his distinct, um, in his distinct personhood, he prays to the Father. But when, in reality, whenever you and I pray as humans, because we're, we're not deity, we pray to the triune God. But you're not making a mistake if you address one of the persons within the Godhead. Because every time you pray, every, excuse me, every time you pray, the Spirit of God is involved anyway. Uh, the Bible includes the very power of the Spirit in our prayers. Uh, and as we're praying to the Father in the Son's name, we might be talking directly to Jesus. We might be talking directly to the Father. We might choose to talk directly to the Holy Spirit. All of those are acceptable. I don't really believe that um, God is going to bring correction upon us because we were grappling with the revelation of the Trinity. Um, as long as we're communicating with God, God is well pleased with that. Okay, that. That is where I, I thought I was thinking correctly, and you just helped clarify it with uh, to the Father, through the Son, with the power of the Holy Spirit. But I I felt that as well. But thank you for the clarification. That was my question. You're welcome. It's a great question, and it's not unusual. You know, as we're as we're trying to wrestle with um, the 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 revelation of God, uh, and then we try to place it into who we are and how we operate. It can be challenging. Yes, it, it can at, at, at times. So, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. You're welcome. All right, take care. Three zero three six. Oh, thanks. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Uh, also, one of the things that just I was reminded of uh, is the necessity of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to point us. He leads us into all truth, and he also points us to. Jesus. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus. And, and so as we're addressing the Holy Spirit in our prayers, we are at the same time being redirected at times to communicate with Jesus. And, and I find that interesting. It's, we're not prohibited from interacting with the Holy Spirit. We're not prohibited by enjoying the indwelling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We're not prohibited to, of communicating with the Spirit. Um, but we are reminded that that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, Jesus said, will speak of me, and his ministry will be to redirect our attention to Jesus Christ. Um, because remember, Jesus at the same time also taught us that he is, he said, if you have seen me, 
you've seen the Father. And so he's the very embodiment, God in human flesh. And communication with anyone in the triune Godhead uh, is good. And continue to pray. But I think that general pattern, praying to the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit, is the biblically revealed pattern of prayer. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see. Uh, Hi, Pastor Ed. If Adam and Eve were born as Jews, when when was the Jewish line broken? Uh, And we have multiple races on the planet. So Adam and Eve were not born Jews. Uh, and that's an important distinction to understand, uh, that they, they were born as God followers and were born in relationship with God, but they weren't born as Jews. Uh, and it's important that you recognize that. The races um, of what we think are races are actually not races at all. There's only uh, one race, and that's the human race. And what you may be referring to is um, ethnicities, and where did the ethnicities come from? And we know that um, the ethnicities came from the Tower of Babel, as the languages were changed and people were scattered. Um, we know that the the ethnicities come from the scattering of people and the change of languages. So we've got to make a distinction. Um, there is a great um, there is a great resource available to you on this topic. Uh, Ken Ham does a much better job uh, at this and a much thorough job on this topic. If you go to his website, answersingenesis.com, answersingenesis.com. And as you think of um, Judaism and you think of Jewishness, remember uh, you have the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it, it's that lineage coming through Jacob, who is also named Israel, that we begin to see that distinction of the Jewish people. Um, there's a lot of debate upon, on this. There's a lot of uh, challenges, challenging, challenges upon this, but it didn't begin with Adam and Eve, and the distinctions very important to make before the between the races, which there's only one race, and through ethnicities or from the origins of certain people, the country of origin, the language of origin. But again, answers in Genesis, uh, science has never been a real strength of mine, uh, so I always like to lean on people that it, that it is their strength, and answers in Genesis is my go-to when I'm looking for answers there. 303-690-3000. All right, let's go right to line one is Christina. Uh, Christina is calling in from Broomfield. Christina, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, I don't know if he told you my question. Uh, you can go ahead and share it with me. I'd rather hear it from you than the than the call screener. Oh, okay. Um, it was my first time going to this Bible study it's a friend that I've known that goes to the gym a lot. And okay. uh, he and his girlfriend actually host it. 
and he was talking about how he wanted to start his own church and um when he starts his own church he doesn't want people to feel obligated to tithe he said that tithing is something that they did like in the old testament but the way that my father raised me was to always tithe 10 percent and if i can't tithe you know then god knows my heart and stuff so i've always thought it was like something we're supposed to do and i'm not very knowledgeable so i wanted to get um clarification if we are supposed to tithe or if we're not okay well there's some technicalities here that i want to draw out for you so that you understand the principle of god the tithe is an old covenant requirement and the tithe has been changed in the new covenant by by jesus christ and the tithe was the way that the Jews would bring the first fruit of their finances, the first fruit of their fields. They would bring it to offer to God at the, at the temple, and the tithe would be used to take care of the temple, the priests, and support them. And we still use that word today, and I'm not opposed to using that word because the word just simply means 10%. But some people make the mistake... And I'm not sure if this Bible study teacher was making this mistake or not, um, but uh-huh. we can go to the end, and, and then you can help me understand what he said. But when we think of giving today, the tithe being 10% is certainly an old covenant uh, institution, but but because the new covenant came in doesn't mean that God has relieved us of our of the necessity to give and to give to the local church. And so we kind of use tithe as a general word today. Uh, we might, you might hear the phrase tithes and offerings, and it is still important for us today. And I believe a command of God that we give to the local church. And the command of God is actually more today than the tithe. Um, if you read the New Covenant now, what does it say in Romans chapter 12, verse 1? It says that you're to present yourself a living sacrifice. So that sounds like 100% giving today that God says, I want all of you. I've given my son Jesus Christ, so now I want you to know that you, you, what's, what's required of you today is all of you. And once again, we get insight in giving through the, through the teaching of Paul, where he says not to give grudgingly or of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver. It's like 2 Corinthians chapter 8. He loves a cheerful giver. And so a lot of people will say, well, you know, if God, I just don't purpose in my heart to give. But if you're abiding in Christ, he will purpose in your heart to give. God is a generous God. And so the conclusion that I would give to you today is that, yes, you should give, and I should regularly give to the life of our local church. Uh, We use the word tithe just because it helps us understand what we're giving but we really need to find ourselves in a place of abiding relationship with Jesus so that he would lead us in giving. And I think the tithe is a great beginning, but it's not just the limitation. And I'm not sure what this teacher was saying. He might be trying to explain to you the new covenant, like you're under no obligation, like you don't have to give. If you don't want to give, and I'll tell our church that, if you don't want to give, that's between you and the Lord. But just understand, the Bible teaches that we're to be generous givers. Generous givers, okay. I'm trying to note all of this on my phone. 
Okay. Um, if you send me an email, I can. Uh, when my computer gets fixed, I can. Uh, I can re reply to that email with some teachings that I've done on this subject that will help clarify this because you know the new covenant seems to. It seems to sound like it. It, it alleviates our obligations to God, but they our obligations to God are only enhanced in the new covenant because of now we understand the goodness of what Jesus Jesus gave all for us and who are we to withhold what he's entrusted to us okay yeah and i agree with that it's just i'm not in my word the way that i should be um, sure i there's things that i know like everything you just explained i i know it's like a refresher but it's not written in my heart like it's written in my heart. It's not written in my head where I can like reference what you just did to him and be like, Hey bro, um, actually this is what the word of God says. Right. Just like, I'm not familiar with being able to like, my spirit feels that it's not right. And I don't have peace that it's not right, but I need to be more in my word so that I can have those conversations. Um, so that's where I'm kind of at. And For I sure. think we he, I think he kind of believes um, not to tithe. Like, he kind of looks down on it because he ref he referenced other churches, uh, big churches in Colorado, and, like, word gets out that the pastor's doing this with the offering and that they only tie you a certain percentage of what they actually do with the money. And so I think a lot of it is um, he's a very young kid. And so a lot of it is like maturity growth, and that's kind of how I perceived it. Well, I would definitely encourage you to not sub subject yourself to this young kid, especially in the spiritual condition that you're in, but rather submit yourself to a to a, an experienced, mature pastor uh, in this season of your life, so that you're not easily stumbled or, you know, easily confused. Um, that would be my counsel to you. Okay. All right. And then um, I just wanted prayer. Um, okay. I was on my way home from work today, and my mom said that a family friend of ours that we used to go to church with, an older church, uh, one of the guys passed away. He had a heart attack. Oh, um, so I wanted to uplift his family and friends, and even just like my dad. My dad, we, we used to live with the guy. Um, so they had a pretty close bond and I haven't been able to reach out to anybody yet, but I know, I know a passing and he had like, he just got remarried. So he, he has maybe like four kids with that, that wife. And then he had, I think two or three of his own with a former wife. So I know they're just all well, really going through it right now. Okay. Well, let's pray because. brother's actually a pastor too. So I know their whole church congregation is like just really filling it. Well, let, let's pray because we're coming up on the end of the first half. So, Father, I pray for my sister and her family and this whole situation with their friends. Um, we bring it before you, Lord. Even this uh, guy that's doing a little Bible study, God, that you would lead uh, him and protect the people that are in that study, uh, protect them from the false teachings or just the incomplete teachings, perhaps. We don't know exactly, but... And and but you have used them to stir up Christina, and I'm thankful for that. To stir up to come back to the Word, to hide it in her heart that she might not sin against you, to be in a a position, Lord, in a place where 
her spiritual life is growing and she's becoming stronger in you. And I pray for this family. I pray for the, the challenges and difficulties in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Um, All right. Bye-bye. I can talk to someone to get your email? I could tell you right now. It's ed at edtaylor.org. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. We're coming up on the break, and so far, so good. Uh, I hate to say that my computer's broken because it's a Mac, but, man, um, I was using it all day today, studying, getting ready, uh, and then and then my all of a sudden it blacked out, and I can't get it to turn on again. Super frustrating. But I prayed that the Lord would renew my mind and take away this headache <laughs> so that I can can help you so keep praying and we got a second half of the program we'll be right back welcome back to calvary live give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 let's join calvary live right now Well, I don't know what happened in the break, but my computer came on just like that. And I have to say, uh, I did pray for it before the show, uh, and I did have this thought in my mind, like praying about it, like because it's so frustrating. Uh, but somehow I clicked the button during the middle. It started talking to me. What's your password? What's your username? So I threw in a username that I, I thought it was. And then what's your password? And I put in what I thought it was, and boom, it's back on. So someone out there has uh, has a powerful prayer. If you just shot a quick one up in your car or on the, in your kitchen, oh, oh man, I've got a I've got a full. I don't know how. I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure I know how you deal. I got a full week ahead. I even have a full night tonight and tomorrow, and I can't deal with a, a computer that's down. Uh, I mean, I could deal with it, but I don't want to deal with it uh, because I got to get stuff done. So thank you uh, for praying. And it's my computer's back up. So I'm going to pull up my call screen and I'm going to go back to the phone lines. Diana is in Ellicott, Colorado. Diana, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ann. Hi. Hi. Um, yesterday I was listening to you uh and you were asked, I think, answering a text. I'm not positive. It's about, you were talking about Christians suing people. That's not my yes, question. Uh-huh. But you said that um, it's in First Corinthians 6 um, that we're going to judge uh, angels. So, how, but, you know, we better be able to judge ourselves. My question yes. is, what, ju- what angels and when are we going to be judging? If, if angels are. Um, I was talking to your screener, and I was saying, well, angels are good. They don't sin. And he said, well, you know, a third of them fell. And I was wondering, oh, are, are we going to be judging them before they're thrown in the pit? Or did I totally misunderstand you? <laughs> no, you didn't mis- mis- misunderstand me at all. It's in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. But if Kevin's going to answer all the questions, then I, I, I don't need to be here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he didn't answer it. He just said, oh, that's I know. a really good question. <laughs> Kevin is Kevin is one of the most thorough men uh, that we serve with, and I love how he 
how he helps and has he really helps keep people and prepare them for the air. So anyway, I was just yeah. totally joking. Okay. Um, but there's a couple of views on this. One is that there is some position of judging that we will be put in uh, to over the fallen angels. That's wow. one. But another view is a different. Um, the the word in the Greek for judge literally means to rule over or govern. And so the possibility when we think of judging, since the all the angels, you know, you've got two categories. So you can see on one category, the third that rebelled, that we would ha- we could have if God desires to place us in a place of judging, we would have a thor- we would have the ability to place some kind of judgment on them. However, the Bible seems to indicate that God's going to do that from the good angels. If we take the meaning of the word judge and we pull from it, it's the Greek word krino, and we we see it as what it is to rule or govern, then we will, it's just simply saying that in the latter days we will rule and exercise some kind of authority over them. Uh, And because that's the right order, remember that the right order is that God created man in his image, not angels. So man does have a higher authority. Jesus died for men, not for angels. And I think that's what's being, I think, you know, and plus Paul's just kind of going, what, what is your problem? You guys can't solve these little things in your church. You, you are better than angels. You're going to have authority over angels. What's your problem is basically what okay. he's saying. Okay, I was thinking, well, maybe we get to judge all the bad demons that, that made our lives miserable. Like you get yours oh. and I get mine and then we get to judge them. <laughs> For what uh, that would uh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that would anyway, be interesting. I know that sounds terrible. I shouldn't say that, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a bad thing. But you know, just think about it. Kind of helps you get through whatever you're going through at the moment. But <laughs> okay. well, and, and I think too, I think too, you you make a good point. There's a longing in all of us for judgment and for justice. And yeah. you know, right now, God has said, "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord, and He's placed us in a position to trust Him. And perhaps, you know, as we come back to rule and reign with Jesus Christ during the millennial period, there'll be a sense of justice that we will experience because of the perfect rule of Jesus. But to want justice and to want, even if, you know, even if it's over-the-top revenge, is not an unusual feeling. We just have to submit it to the God who's got our back. Right, and yeah, justice, um, justice would be nice, there, um, just one more thing. I was wondering sure. if I could pray for you for your headache. Yeah, please do. I, I've got a, it's all the way down my neck and, um, I even got a new screen for my computer and it's just, it's just totally a warfare. So please, I'd love it. All right. Um, Father, we just come before you and we bring your son Ed to you and <clears throat> we just pray that you would wrap hedges of protection around him that you would stop any fiery darts from hitting his neck or his brain or his head, and that you would take care of this headache. You know the week and the night that he has prepared, Lord, and it's always mostly to do your work. And we just pray that you would um, help him get enough water, enough rest. When he does get to go to bed tonight, that you would be able, he would be able just to sleep and rest and get rid of this headache and not be up with a headache all night. We know how much you love him, Lord. And we know that really irritates all these demons that maybe someday we can give a headache to. We just pray mightily, Lord, that you would take away his headache. You would just relax his neck right now and just show him, even in this pain that he has, how much you love him and just help 
him to fill your presence, Lord, as he needs you right now. We love you, and we ask this in your precious uh, son, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go right back to the phone lines here. We're going to pick up with Katie in Aurora, Colorado. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Um, Hi. I had a question. Um, yes. So um, I don't know if it's a silly question or not, but um, so in Acts 16, I think it's in verse 17, um, I was reading, I'm doing a Bible study right now, but um, and I was reading last, no, it was this morning, I was reading this morning, and um, it said, it's about like how with Paul and Silas, how there was a slave girl um, who was almost like it sounds like, and I've read this before and I've had questions, but like it almost sounds like she's like <laughs> helping them, you know? Um, she had the evil spirit in her. And she was saying, like, they're telling you the way to be saved and about, I think it said something about the Most High God. and uh, It does. I just, yeah, it just seems like almost like opposite. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, she, why would she be like telling people that they're saying the way to be saved? Like, well, let's consider it. We'll pick up in the text. It says in Acts 16, 16, now it happened as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. So if we just had that information and we didn't have the rest of the text, you know, and we kind of put ourselves in the position of watching Paul and Silas and and it probably at this point Luke was with them as well, and just watching yeah, them. Yeah. It, it, to me, it would view it would be like a mockery. Uh, okay. The girl knew who okay. you know. Everyone knew who the girl was. Uh, I, I get the idea of just sort of a, a young girl uh, kind of making fun and and how, it, it not in a sincere way at all. And and okay. and okay. so that's my first observation. But then I think I can substantiate that by the very next verse where it says Paul was greatly annoyed. Oh, like, okay. So yeah, whatever she right. was doing right. was not a positive thing. However, so, so the, the, the neat thing about this, though, is that even in annoying situations and even in the reality, what happened with Paul is the situation annoyed him, and then something very interesting uh, takes place. He turns, it says, to he, Paul was greatly annoyed, and then the text says, he turned and said to the Spirit... And so this girl was, well, we know from verse 16 that she was already possessed with this spirit of divinity. Yeah. She was demon-possessed. And this whole scenario, what she thought was just kind of fun and the demon, you know, being used as a tool. Who knows, you know, what part, you know, I don't, I don't think a demon-possessed person's kind of battling the demon like they're cooperating. And it's just a mess. And her life is a mess. Yeah. And she's being used and taken advantage of. And yet God had a plan for her. Uh, God had a plan for this whole city, but God had a plan yeah. for her. He commands the spirit to come out, and um, um, she, he does. And her master saw the hope of prophet was gone. They threw Paul and Silas into jail, and you know this girl leaves without a. You know the the church gets the church gets one more person 
one more person that uh, is delivered from the demon. So I don't think she was doing it in a positive way. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I was like, man, I was like, I, I know that this is not, like, a good thing because I just, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that he was annoyed. Okay. Well, and uh, I want you to keep in mind, like, like I remember the demonic realm, and remember even those that are under the influence of a demon. Of a demon, the the Bible says that even the demons believe and tremble, mm-hmm. and they're able to speak the truth. They they're able, but but the demon demonic world is not omnipresent. They're not omniscient. So what yeah. they think is going to be annoying is going to make Paul leave the city of Philippi. Actually, That's turned what I was out to thinking. be f- yeah, okay. for the benefit of the kingdom. Yep, you got it. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Great question. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Mark is in Philly. Mark, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I have a short question. Uh, during the first Passover... Um, when they put the blood of the slaughtered lamb over the threshold of the houses, if, if say somebody was over visiting and was a non-Jew, um, would their firstborn or be saved? Was it just the command of God to see if they would follow it? Well, uh, just by memory, I'm going to say... Yeah, by memory, I'm going to say that uh, anyone in the house... Uh, would be saved. So while I'm doing that, though, I am looking for the um, I'm looking for the text here in Exodus, and came to pass at midnight. The Lord struck all the first firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh to the captive who's in the dungeon to the firstborn. Okay, so it doesn't say any limitations there. Uh, let me where uh, you're to take. Uh, a bunch of hyssop, dip it in blood. Uh, none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through and strike the Egyptians. When he sees the blood on the lintel on the doorsteps, the Lord will pass over that door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Now, of course, that promise was given to the Israelites, but I believe, kind of reading it through, that that promise would be then be extended to anyone in the house, because if God re- restrains the destroyer, according to Exodus chapter twelve, verse twenty-three, from going into the house to be to strike them, then the destroyer is not going into the house. Actually, like most stories in the Bible, um, is that you're following God's instructions and commands is the the main purpose of a lot of the. I notice a lot of the stories in the Bible is that everything goes fine until you start not doing what the Lord commands, and then that's when everything yes. goes sour. That's so, true. All right. Well, I thank you for uh, your explanation. Have a good You're night. welcome. Thank you. Right, bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Very encouraged uh, by today's show, because like right before the show, uh, Kevin said, hey, are you? you know, where are you? Um, and I said, man, my computer's down. I don't know what happened. I've been using it all day, and then all of a sudden, I can't get it back on. I spent a half hour trying to get it working, and then the show, like I'm right 
uh, not even a minute and a half, two minutes before the show. Uh, and then I'm just like, well, I'm going to do it without the computer. And then I go through the first half, great show. And then a quick uh, just comment on the air. Hey, my computer's not working. You know, we need to pray for it. And then boom, we only have like a minute and a half, two minute break in between the first and second halves. And the computer popped on. And I know, uh, you know, compared to a lot of different things, it's not a super significant thing. But it's one of those areas where the Lord just saying yes. Yeah, uh, I I wanted I, it was a test, and uh, and and I was a little frustrated. So, uh, uh, but I just like I just resolved to know nothing I can do about it. Let's just move forward with what we got, and praise God. Kevin's flexible. I'm flexible. You're flexible, and it's just good um, when things end that way. Hey, I want to let you know a couple things that are popping up here in 2020. Um, here in the new year, because there's all open lines. Would you give me a call? 303-690-3000. We got full open lines. Actually, we don't have open lines. Let me get, I'll get to the to you. I, I had to scroll down on my call screen. So we, we see the lines are, uh, we've got a couple people waiting. So I'll get to you real quick here. But a couple of things I want to let you know about. Uh, we're going to finish up our Into Faith series this weekend. If you're looking for a church home, you want to join us. We're in Southeast Aurora here in Colorado. And more information on our church is calvaryco.church. Uh, I have the topic of our Bible study this weekend. It's the last study in the series, our vision series, launching off, and that's with op- dealing with opposition. Because when you step out in faith, you're going to get smacked in the face uh, with warfare and difficulty. And I know, I know many of you experience that. So you should join us. Join us live on Grace FM Saturday night, Sunday second service. Uh, you can join us live on the online through our app at any time. You can also subscribe to our podcast uh, and join us. We want you to be a part of it. All those studies are up on our app. Just go to your app store and put in Ed Taylor. and It should pop up. It's all free. Secondly, we're relaunching season two of my personal podcast called Lead to Serve. It's a servanthood leadership podcast. I want to encourage you to go directly to your podcast, wherever you get them, and uh, subscribe so you'll be the first one to, to get it Monday morning. We launch them on Mondays. Monday morning, so to start out your week with some encouragement. Uh, so the podcast, we finally um, yesterday got some shows in the can, and and they're ready to launch. So we're going to be launching that in February. That also airs on Saturdays here on uh, Grace FM. And then um, also I want you to uh, know that I started to write again. So go to my website, edtaylor.org. And I really uh, want to be more faithful in uh, populating that blog. And I write on life, grief, and ministry. Today, I just posted on grief. And it's not anything dramatic or huge or you know wordy, but I, I hope that it brings encouragement to you uh, because grief is, a, is, is horrible. And then, of course, in, in, um, sometimes with grief, you have some, some complications, other situations, drama, you know, and um, I want to encourage you because that, that is my life. And uh, I want to be able to give an example uh, and just encourage you, no matter what state of life you're in, that the Lord loves you, that he cares for you, and that God would remind mind you of his ever presence in your life. 303-690-3000. Okay, let's go over to Julie now in, in Golden, Colorado. Judy, welcome to the program. Oh, Julie, hi, excuse me. Pastor. I hi. hope you're doing well. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Uh-huh. Um, so I had a question on baptism. 
Okay. Um, if a baby dies and it's not baptized, what happens? Well, I believe when a baby dies that that baby goes directly into the presence of God. And I would include a baby that's been miscarried or stillborn. I would include a baby that has been aborted. I'd also include a baby that has been born and dies at a young age. There's great evidence in the scriptures, including from the life of David himself, when he lost a child. And in his prayer that's been inspired by God, he says, um, as he's grieving, he says, I can't, he, my, my son can't come to me, but I will go to him. And there was that hope of being reunited. Secondly, when it comes to baptism, it's important to understand that baptism doesn't save anybody. So it's even possible, Julie, for someone to be baptized and not saved. Like it's possible, we do baptisms all the time. It's possible for somebody to say, yeah, I want to be baptized. And we talk to them about their relationship with God and they give us all the right answers. And they're not really in relationship with God at all. Uh, And so baptism is not something that saves a person. Baptism is something a person that's saved does in obedience to God. No, I appreciate that. I'm just worried because, unfortunately, my nephew has lost his faith. And when I asked oh, him, um, he's like, well, I might as well just use Dasani on him. And I'm like, he's a jokester, and I just didn't appreciate that, yeah. of course, because kind of mocking the whole thing. But I'm just worried about my little great-nephew because it's not like he has a choice on the matter. Well, fortunately, God is a very gracious, fair, loving, compassionate God. Uh, and because of those characteristics, he will hold that little nephew c- accountable for what he knows. Uh, he won't hold him accountable for what he doesn't know. And there is going to come an age where your nephew will understand because he has a, an aunt that loves him and, and will tell him the truth about Jesus, even if his dad won't. And there will come a time when that little guy is going to have to make a decision with the knowledge that he understands. Um, so I would encourage you, uh, just continue um, continue to um, share, continue to love, continue to buy him Bibles and tell him about Jesus and um, trust yep. God with the life of that nephew. Yeah, I've been praying too, so Good. that definitely helps. Yes, for so. sure. So, no, I do appreciate that because um, baptizing a child is a holy sacrament, is it not? Well, I was going to follow up with this question, so I'm glad that you brought that. I was going to ask you if your beliefs have come from Roman Catholicism because— the system of Roman Catholicism is not an accurate representation of God's right. heart. No, I'm Lutheran. <laughs> well, and no. you know, Lutheran has carried over some of those, some of some of exactly. the doctrines of Roman Catholicism, mm-hmm. including yeah. infant baptism, and and so I understand the bridge that a, a person from a Reformed perspective gives, you know, which would be mm-hmm. Luther and Calvin and some of the Reformed churches, that it's representative of the circumcision of the Old Covenant, that you become a part of the covenantal family. However, in the right. New Covenant, the New Covenant replaced the Old Covenant, and now the circumcision actually isn't physical at all. It's a circumcision right. of the heart, the Bible says. So water mm-hmm. baptism now... I believe now and always has been uh, a believer's water baptism, that an infant being mm-hmm. baptized, that water, even if it was Dasani, doesn't do anything for that baby. Nothing. Okay. So does that mean and, I have to get baptized again? Well, I would say if you feel compelled to do it of your own free will, that I would. I, I encourage people that are adults that were baptized as children 
to get a, to be water baptized like Jesus commanded. Uh, and okay. a lot of times, like we're going to Israel in a couple of weeks, and a lot of times I get to do that oh, of nice. people in the Jordan River. <laughs> nice. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I do believe water baptism is for adults and that those that were baptized as babies that have now kind of conformed that what their parents have taught them, now they've chosen to believe God and follow him themselves. I believe mm -hmm. it's a wise thing to be baptized as a, a, a believing adult. Yes. Okay. No, I appreciate it. Sorry for the extra question. So, no, I, I, I was going to ask you it too, so, so I'm glad you brought it up. All right. Thank so, you. No. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Mary's in Loveland, Colorado. Mary, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, the last Hi. time I talked with you, I was not really in. I was very sad. And we uh, talked about my grandson, who was okay. at that time suicidal. Yes. So um, I took him... We went to church uh, one time, and um, I'm always constantly, constantly speaking about him, speaking to him about the Word. Yes. And so he started going to Bible study, um, uh, and, and uh, well, before he was really uh, a horrible person, cussing and hollering and just somebody you don't want to be around. And we, I, I talked about that to him, and now he's uh, he went to Bible study. Did he really? That's awesome. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, and he learned a lot. He learned a lot. Uh, I bought him his Bible, which I had to deliver to him. Um, but um, there's been a, a change, a really good change. I know it's small because there's. Like he said, I'm just learning, and I, of course, but um, I'm really happy for the changes. Like I was reading in a book last night that we have to go through, or people have to go through conflict before you can um, probably, I don't know how to say it, relax or, or listen, listen. And he did go through a lot of conflict, and I yes. was right beside him, yes. and I don't want to let him go. So I am happy and uh, would request prayer for him, for us. To... Well, let's do that. Let's do that. First, God, we want to thank you for the change of heart in this young man. Um, encouraging this next phone call. We know life is filled with challenges and warfare and things, but I want to, first of all, thank you and be uh, sharing Mary's encouragement for her grandson. But I also pray for her grandson that he would continue to stay strong and steady, that his identity would be found in you, that his full faith and trust would be placed in you, that, God, you would encourage him and strengthen him and use this time while he's sitting in the Word and he's with his grandmother, he's going to church and with another group of community of believers, that you would use the whole thing to strengthen him and encourage him and strengthen him. Like, and I keep saying that strength, like it's just so important that he remains strong in you and weak in his flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Bye-bye. Mm, 
we only have like, well, we have two minutes. So let's go ahead and Brenda, I'll give Brenda 60 seconds of that because I get answer her really quick. No. Brenda in Commerce City, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Um, I just had a quick question because my mother became, my mother had cancer and yes. um, I was just following up with a question from the previous caller. Um, she yes. was um, accepted the Lord into her life, but she was never able yes. to be baptized um, before it, she died. And, and that's perfectly okay. God is going to take okay. all those things into account. Baptism, you know, the, the issue with not being baptized is truly surrounding a person that refuses to obey God. And a person that refuses to obey God is someone I would challenge whether they're really saved or not. But in special occasions, you know, even I believe in, I believe the Bible teaches in submersion, full submersion. But if, if I went to visit your mom in the hospital and all I could do is pour water over her forehead in, in symbolically submerg, submerging her in water, I believe God would accept that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, she had a great relationship with our pastors before she passed, and um, yes. she praised the Lord, and she had, you know, she went in peace, I know that much, but, you know, I just, you know, you always have that question or that doubt if everything no. was done the right way for her. And the good news is, is that God is very gracious. He he works with our weaknesses. Uh, even the thief on the cross, if you remember, he was saved on the cross and was never water baptized and promised to be in eternity with Jesus. Thank thanks, you. Brenda. Bye bye. Hey, we'll be. Um, thanks for letting me be part of your show today. It was good for me. It was good for you. We'll see you guys this weekend at Calvary Church. More information on Calvary Church, calvaryco.church. Check it out. We'll see you this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.